Welcome to Shroomland, the podcast where we explore strange and obscure media in an effort to understand how it feels to be on drugs without actually taking any. I'm Brittany. And I'm Taylor. Let's get into it. Disclaimer, this is explicit content and contains all of the possible spoilers. Proceed with caution. So, today we're going to be talking about Labyrinth, not Pan's Labyrinth, just Labyrinth, by Jim Henson whose name I could not mispronounce, though I wanted to. (laughs) And Taylor's going to give us a description from IMDb. 16-year-old Sarah is given 13 hours to solve a labyrinth and rescue her baby brother Toby when her wish for him to be taken away is granted by the Goblin King Jareth. This movie was rated 7.4 out of 10 stars on IMDb and 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. I didn't realize this was directed by Jim Henson. He's the one that did, like, the Muppets, right? Yeah, yeah. There was some reference to that somewhere. Huh. Well, how would you describe the movie in five words? Mm, okay. So, kidnapping, decapitation, angst, rocks, stinky. Taylor, what do you think? <laughs> uh... <laughs> uh... <laughs> I mean, I... Like, I think her little brother Toby is getting kidnapped, because that was literally in the summary. Um, And I think the Goblin King Jareth, who is played by David Bowie, who is not in Pan's Labyrinth, I got that wrong, uh, plans to decapitate him for evil goblin rituals, and his sister's very angsty about it because she didn't really mean for him to disappear forever. Kids are just mean sometimes. And... I, I don't know how rocks and stinky come in. I know they're separate words, but my mind keeps wanting to make them stinky rocks. And I can't quite reconcile that. I mean, you can come up with a plot for how that comes together, but... <laughs> I can't come up with the science for how that comes together, though, is the problem. Fair. Maybe someone shit out rocks. That'd be very uncomfortable. It sounds painful. <laughs> I'm not into it. It's not what happened. I just wanted to help you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's all I got. Fair. So, let us begin by wasting nearly three minutes because this fucking movie did two minutes and 49 seconds for an intro, a song about the underground. The underground, just credits, underground song nonsense i in my notes have wtf because i was so frustrated i kept pausing it because it was so long and there's just like an animated owl that's flying through the credits huh three minutes three of them (laughs) i don't even care about this movie at all and they're like yeah but you care about the name of everyone that participated in the movie ever right I forget that, like, older movies used to do that. Like, they would just put the credits in the beginning instead of at the end. Infuriating. It's infuriating. <laughs> um, same. Also, I had to keep pausing it just to confirm that I didn't accidentally somehow skip to the end of the movie. Which is impossible because I just bought it on Amazon. But, like... Like the old days of uh, VHS yes. where you accidentally started it at the end. My youth scarred me, so I was like, oh shit, I just need to rewind the tape. Rewind, it's fine. Give me a good second to go to the bathroom, I guess, so that's fine. Get your snacks. Yeah. And so the transition is that, like, an owl comes into the frame and, like, lands on a branch or something in the park. And then you get a pan to a girl who is famous. I don't know her, but she's famous. And brunette, you're welcome. (laughs) Um... And she's got this speech prepared. She's, like, dressed in an old-timey dress. Looks like like a peasant dress from the olden days. You really, like, you're painting a picture here. (laughs) It's like I'm there. (laughs) I'm so good at this. And she's speaking in Old English, like Shakespearean English, having, like, a speech about how she has just gone through all of this nonsense to end up at the castle in front of the goblin king who stole her brother and or who stole this child and how he needs to give it back to her and then wait so like he's already stolen the child 
Like, we've just skipped all of the exposition there. We don't get to see her wish that her brother is taken away. We don't get to see him take the child. We are just, like, right in the middle of the story here. No. Um, she's just making the speech to an owl. And then you realize that she's late for something. And so she switches out of Old English, starts speaking English. She was practicing a script or something. So she closes her book lifts up her skirt so you can see her jeans and her and Merlin, the cutest dog, uh, sprint home and then there's a running scene that's about like three more minutes where she runs through the town and then gets rained on and then says, this is so unfair to her mom, stepmom, I guess, because they wanted her to babysit the infant so that they could like go eat food or something. I mean, like, fair enough. I don't really agree with using your other children as, like, built-in childcare. That's true. Oh, yeah. And then the mom was like, I checked to make sure you don't have plans. And then the daughter's like, I don't know what she said. I could have. You don't even check anymore. And then there was a moment where the mom was like, well, I mean, like, you could be going on dates. Like, I wouldn't make you do this if you're going on dates. And then I was like, oh, it's the 80s. Good to see we have our priorities straight. Thanks, mom. Yeah. And then the lady's like, yeah, I mean, like, if you could, like, you're old enough to go on dates, you should, like, do that now. The girl's like, mom. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I have no strong opinions about children taking care of other children. I know I would have found it deeply unfair if I was a child, but I was an only child. I'm not opposed to, like, asking an older sibling to watch their younger sibling for, like, a little bit if they are already doing nothing and in the house. Yeah. But, like, I wouldn't make them do it if they had plans. Yeah. The whole concept of siblings and having children is just like not on my radar yeah i guess i could see an argument for it as like a chore of some sort but i could also see it as like not being like it shouldn't be something you should do all the time yeah yeah it's interesting like especially when you have siblings with that much of an age gap yeah because it's like they didn't choose to have a kid they were not involved in this decision Yeah, it's different than, like, caring for the house or, like, going for shared stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, taking care of another being. Yeah. That's fair. Unrelated, but fair. (laughs) Oh, and then I don't like the mom because she made Merlin go into the garage instead of the house because he got wet. Um, How rude. I know. I thought that was really mean. He was really cute. He kind of like shook his fur out because he was trying to get clean. And then the mom was like, Merlin, go in the garage. You're a dog. That his name Merlin. It's so so cute. cute. Also, he's like one of the, we're going to spend too much time on this. He's like one of those sheep dogs. So he's got like the hair that goes in front of his eyeballs. And he's just, he's so cute. He isn't like a repeat in a lot of the film, but Merlin is like one of my favorite characters. Of course. I've got a few, but he's, like, up there. In my notes, I have the cutest and then, like, squiggly underlines. Um, Okay, and so then the parent, she, this teenager, is, like, the angstiest bitch I have ever seen in my <laughs> life. <laughs> and I say that having been, I thought, the angstiest bitch that ever existed when I was a teenager, but twas wrong. Apparently because, not. Wow. She, like, goes into a room and she's like, everything's unfair i hate my life nah. and then she looks and her she's got like a collection of teddy bears in on shelves or something and one's missing it's named like sir lancelot or something it's not so there's like, <laughs> i was to say there's like a theme here <laughs> there is a theme it is that same theme the theme is old <laughs> white people shit um but she, whatever, it's a teddy bear. And so then she goes into the baby's room where the babe of the baby's room, which is like actually the parents room that just has a crib in it. Um, and the baby's crying because he's a baby and he was left alone in a dark room. And I think he needs like to shit or cry or eat or something. Probably. I don't know babies, but like he's not doing well. <laughs> and then she goes into the room and there's a teddy bear on the floor, which is apparently Sir Lancelot. And then she gets mad at the baby And then she screams at the baby that she hates him, um, which is upsetting because this baby, like the, I don't know what they did to this child in the movie, but the child is like bawling. 
And I was like, bitch, pick him up. I don't even like children. Children scare me. But like, you got to do something about this. And it's not scream at him. No, that's not going to make anything better. (laughs) Like, give him the teddy bear. Check to see if he has to burp. Check his diaper. Do the things. There are steps. Put the key in his back and turn it and see if that's the right key. (laughs) We've reached the end of your knowledge of childcare. (laughs) That's all I remember from that one class where I had to take a baby home and I didn't sleep for, like, nights. (laughs) Um, I never had that class. Don't do it to children. It's fucked up. That was when I was, like, definitive that I would not have children because it was traumatizing. (laughs) I mean, it kept you from having sex, though. That's true. I wasn't going to fuck ever. (laughs) That didn't work, but (laughs) it held me (laughs) off for a long time. Didn't hold off my peers. Some of them got pregnant real early, so backfired, motherfuckers. (laughs) No one that listens to this podcast has any control over that situation, but I just need the world to know that I'm upset. And I've got a weird energy because I've done a lot of school stuff this week and my brain isn't working. Cool. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So she's like screaming at the kid, blah, 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 hates him. And then she's like consistently, she's still talking like she's from like Shakespearean times. She's huh. like, child, why doth thou cry? Motherfucker, <laughs> you're an asshole. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> why doth thou cry, motherfucker? I'm going to say that to every single friend I have to comfort in the future. Please, if I ever cry. (laughs) Say that to me, Jesus. Um, Anyway, now I'm crying. (laughs) Ah, Shit. Uh, And then she talks, okay, and then she tells a scary story about how, like, the Goblin King loves her, and if she wants, she can get the Goblin King to take the baby away. She just has to say the one sentence that she wishes that the baby was gone or something. But then there's, like, so you pan to her being super mean to this infant, and then, um, I don't like it. I don't know why the parents trusted her with this situation. She seems bad. I'm also not someone that should take care of children, but I know not to do that. And then you pan to the face of like a bunch of goblins that kind of look like gremlin looking motherfuckers that are just kind of like, whoo, she's gonna say it, be quiet, do do do. Their eyes are like really big in the camera and they look like gremlins, basically. Um, So you keep panning between those scenes and then you see them be like, she didn't say it right, that's not how you say it. How hard is it to say the right sentence? So like she thinks she's making this up, right? I don't know. I've just. Like, it's going to come up again. She is not surprised by anything. It seemed like she was just, like, saying a script or whatever. Like, she was practicing for a play. But Mm -hmm. then it seems like she fucking wasn't because she, like, knows what's going on. And I'm like... And not knows what's going on in, like, oh, I read this in a book once. Like, I would if I showed up at Hogwarts. But, like... (laughs) In the way where she's like, oh, yeah, we're all aware that goblins are a thing and this one's trying to fuck and he stole a baby. Um, So she's like saying this speech and then she says the sentence like, I wish the Goblin King would just take you or whatever the sentence is. And then she leaves the room, turns off the light, closes the door, and then the baby just immediately stops crying. And he's been crying for the whole time. So you're like, what is happening? (laughs) What the fuck? You killed the child. So she opens the door. And she goes over to the crib, and it's moving, and it's like, <laughs> that's the sound. Ignore. Um, and so she goes over because she's like, that's the sound the baby makes. And then she like moves the sheets, and there's nothing there. The kid's not there. The goblin dude isn't there either. Uh, and then there's just this scene where like things are flashing, and she's like, what? And you can see the goblins, but she's not seeing the goblins because they're like going all over the place and like ducking behind things the second she turns her head. And then there's an owl, the owl from the beginning, I assume. They didn't cast more than one owl. He's trying to get in the door because <laughs> um, there's like a, a glass door to a balcony, I presume. And it's like banging on the door. And then all of a sudden he like gets through the door. He scratches her face and she's like, fuck, but like doesn't end up with wounds, which is weird because owls have like some pretty aggressive talons, but whatever. And then all of a sudden, David Bowie just like whoosh, 
full mulleted glory cape. I feel like that's either someone's dream or their nightmare, and there's not really an in-between. Like, you would either be thrilled to have David Bowie just appear in your room with a mullet and a cape, or you would never sleep again. I think I would never sleep again. I didn't like it at all. It was really upset. Also, his eyebrows are all fucked up, and I don't know if that was, like, because of the film or if he was just, like, really into that, but he, like, you know the part of your eyebrows, so your your eyebrows, like, bend? Yes. Uh, His didn't. They were straight, and they were, like, vertical, like, in the angry face way, but, like... (laughs) So you had, like, Vulcan eyebrows. Yes. And they had a lot of makeup to emphasize that he had Vulcan eyebrows. Uh... And then his teeth are really big. I don't know if I just, like, don't know what David Bowie looks like, but he has some, like, creepy teeth. It might have been the whole vibe. (laughs) I was going to say poor David Bowie, but he's dead. He's not going to hear this. Yeah, he's fine. I also think that he didn't care. I feel like that was part of his vibe. I don't know. Probably. The 80s were a weird time. Strange. Um, anyway. So he walks into the room and she's like, you stole my brother. And he's like, yeah, you asked me to. And she's like, I changed my mind. And he's like, too late. Doesn't work like that. And then they have a super long, like a theme in this movie is just that there's like scenes that last too long. (laughs) Um, So there's a conversation that has to go for like two to three minutes. That's just the two of them where she's like, I want my brother back. And he's like, too late. And then she's like, I want my brother back. And he's like, I'm going to turn him into a goblin. You can't have him back. And then she's like, but I want him. And he's like, no. And so then he hands her like this crystal ball thing. And he's like, just go to sleep. Go back to bed and don't worry about it. And just pretend you don't have a brother. And she's like, I do that. No, I want him back. And then he takes the crystal ball back and he turns it into a snake. And then he throws the snake at her and it like <laughs> chokes her for a second. And then she throws it back. And then he's like, do you still want to do this? Um, and she's like, yeah, but she's still like totally, ch- she's like in this, she's not at all surprised that this like mullet motherfucker shows up in her home. She's like, yes, I said the thing. He stole the baby. I'm here with it. I'm not surprised. Everything makes total sense to me. And then they teleport somehow to this big area that's like deserty and you can see the labyrinth and you can see a goblin castle like way off in the distance. And she's like, yep, I'm not surprised at all. And he's like, well, you have 13 hours to get through this labyrinth and to get to the kid. And she's like, it doesn't seem that far. It's miles. Like, it is on the horizon. Yeah, you're not. You can't do that in that amount of time. There's no way. It's crazy. It's not like you're a marathon runner that can just, like, jog the distance. Like, you are wearing, like, fashion shoes. (laughs) And you don't even like your brother. You were so mean to him. Like, if it was a straight line, that would be one thing, but the horizon's, like, what, 14 miles away, and presumably you have to go, like, back and forth. Oh, yeah, and also, the reminders, this is magic. It's not just, like, a maze. It's, like, a magic maze, so there's gonna be optical illusions, and there's gonna be gargoyles, and... Or there... There might not be gargoyles, but there's, like, (laughs) other things. There's going to be worms that aren't worms that kind of look like caterpillars that are going to speak in an accent. And then there's going to be, like, monsters and demons and goblins. definitely going to hit, like, some dead ends. Oh, yeah. So you're probably going to have to walk, like, 30 to 50 miles. Easy. Without... Girl, you don't got this. Bullshit. Um, and she refuses to give up. And... The baby's going to turn into a goblin, for sure. Uh, and so then she, like, they finish having their conversation. He's like, good luck, bitch. And then she's like, come on, feet. To her feet. I just needed you to know that that was a line <laughs> in the movie. Because I had to rewind to confirm that it was a line. Are her feet conscious? Apparently. Can she not just, like, move them? I don't know. It wasn't made clear. It's very confusing. Huh. Yeah. Cool. We're going to move on. (laughs) Um, And so she gets up to the wall and apparently there's just no like normal entrance into the labyrinth. And she runs into this like, I guess he's a hobbit. Dude. Dwarf guy. Something. It's not like the Lord of the Rings. He looks different than all those guys. So I can't like compare 
to other media that I know. Don't know why I had to do a dance for it, but you know. Um, and he's like spraying the fairies. There's like little fairies. He's spraying them with what looks like pesticide or something to kill them. And then they fall to the ground and she picks one up and she's like, oh, the poor fairy. And then the fairy bites her. And he's like, yeah, what'd you expect that they were going to do? Why do you think <laughs> I'm doing this? <laughs> like, I wasn't just doing this for shits and giggles. Uh, yeah. And I was like, I mean, maybe like ask some questions. You're in a whole new universe. You're just like making all these assumptions. Um, and then he keeps asking her questions and he's like not being helpful. And then he's like, you're just not asking the right questions because this place is just going to be a gigantic riddle. And then she finally is like, how do I get into the labyrinth? And he's like, finally, you ask a decent question. And then he shows her the door to the labyrinth. Um, and she walks in and she can either go left or right, but it looks like just a straight line in either direction forever. Oh, good. And he's like, which direction are you going to go? And she's like, I don't know, which would you go? And he's like, I would go either because it doesn't matter. <laughs> and she's like... <laughs> Big lot of help you are. And he's like, yeah, well, that's not what I'm here for. And then he exits and closes the door. And she just, like, goes right. Because fuck it, why not? Um, and she's walking for, like, a solid minute, maybe. And then she's like, it just goes on forever. This is so unfair. And then she starts to sprint because, like, the goblin said, or the dude said something that made her think, like, maybe it's just an illusion. And then she sprints for, like, I don't know, 20 seconds. And then she's like, it's hopeless. <laughs> It goes on forever. <laughs> that would 100% be me. I have sprinted for less than a minute. Like, nope, this isn't working. I'm clearly never going to get out of here. Yeah, she's like, I'm just going to prepare to die. Um, yeah, so she just sits on the ground. Also, I want to mention that there's an eyeball plant. So it just, ha it's like little vines that are poking out. kind of looks like a weed. And each end where a flower would be is an eyeball that's like blinking. That's all. It doesn't come back, but... Um, Just adds to the atmosphere. Yeah, it's a vibe. Oh, so there's this little bug dude. He's blue. He's got, like, uh, almost a mullet, but not quite. Uh, and a face. And he's speaking in some sort of accent. I don't know. There's too many accents in this, and none of them are quite right. Uh, oh, no, he's British. I do recall this one. But, like... A specific type of British. Like, not uppity British. Like, the kind that they do for, like, the poor people in Brit. Like, Cockney movies. British? Hello, love. That, yes. Oh, yeah. He's like, hello. And she's like, oh, did you just say hello? And he's like, I mean, kinda. I said hello. But, cool, bitch. Do you want help or not? <laughs> And then she's like, it's useless. It goes on forever. And he's like, no, it doesn't. There's exits all over the place. And she's like, what do you mean? And he's like, yeah, just fucking look right over there. There's one right across from us. Because um, she's leaning against one wall. There's what looks to be a wall on the other side. But it's an optical illusion. Uh, so she, like, goes to put her hands on it. And she realizes that she can actually go, like, past the wall. And there's just, like, walkways on either side that are going to get her into a more, like, mazy type thing. Uh... And so she starts to go to the left, and he's like, oh, you don't want to go that way. You want to go the other way. And she's like, oh, thanks. And so she goes, like, she turns around and goes the other way through that little path thing. And then he's like, oh, it would have been a shame if she went that way. That's the way to the castle. Yeah, I figured that was going to happen. Yeah, it was kind of fun that he said it. Because <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, thanks. Um, and so, oh, there's also a scene at some point doesn't matter when but at some point around here where david bowie is like hanging out in his castle with all of his little goblin dudes and he starts singing a song the voodoo song so they're like just all kind of sitting around the baby some of them are like touching the baby and like making faces at the baby and then david bowie's like sitting on a chair uh and then there's a song that goes like voodoo voodoo but it did a you do you do do you know that song I don't. God damn it. I feel like you do, and I just don't know how to sing it. I mean, it's possible. I don't know. Oh, also some lines I wrote down from the song. Dance, magic, dance. Slap <laughs> that baby and make him bleed. Um. But, like, boppy. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because if you put child abuse to a fun, happy tune, it's a-okay. Let's talk about some fucked up shit. Burr, burr, burr. Do, do, do. I mean, wasn't that most of the 80s, though? It was. It was bad. Also, uh, fun fact, David Bowie uh, wrote and made all the songs. Just by the way, fun. I don't, I don't know if anybody else cares, but I thought that was interesting. That he wrote that. Yeah, I could see that. It's yucky. I don't know shit about David Bowie, but I didn't like that line. I know one single song that he has written, and it is because they, like, he gave them permission to adapt it and use it in the SpongeBob musical. And it's about the end of the world. It's actually really funny. <laughs> Fascinating. Yeah, that's all. Um, there's not enough music in here for me to fully lose my mind over the music, but a little bit. Like, it's a lot. Um, and so then you go back to the girl, and she's walking in what looks more like a maze now. Uh, but it's got kind of cobblestones, and uh, she's finally got some brains on her, and she's using her lipstick. She has lipstick in her pocket to do arrows that show which direction she's going. But you would see her right arrow like she would do an arrow on the stone to indicate which direction she had been going and then these little like gnome dudes would like pop the brick up and like uh they just flip the brick upside down or like move it so it was facing a different direction uh and she didn't notice for a while and then she's like she turns around and sees one and she's like fuck <laughs> this it was place a good is so thought. unfair <laughs> like it was a nice it's a nice, nice try. Idea. I mean, at least she was like using her brain for a minute. Yeah. Um. But then she like she out loud just like stomps and she's like, "This is so unfair!" And then there's some voices behind her that are like, <laughs> "You think that's unfair? Meh. Nothing here makes sense." Um. And then she turns around and there's these two dudes and it's that image of like you know car. There's like people that are cards except they've got heads on both faces of the cards like actual heads and legs Mm. sticking out of the cards and arms like i'm picturing just kind of a double version of like the card soldiers from like alice in wonderland yeah except they're like um conjoined twins uh kind of looking sort of thing and like not fully human yeah it was weird um and so each of them is, like, basically functioning as a door or a pathway. Uh, and then she's like, oh, this was a dead end before. And they were like, no, the dead end's behind you. And then she turns around and there's, like, a wall. She's like, dope. Love this. Cool. This is great. Um, cool. So which way do I go? And then we get this riddle that is, uh, do Okay. Um... So one of them always lies and one of them always tells the truth. Ah. And so she has to figure out which door to go through. And so she's like, okay, if one of you always lies and one of you tells the truth, boop, boop, what would the other one say? She asks them because she thinks she's so smart. What would that guy say about if I should go through this door? Like, would that guy say I should go through this door? And then the guy says yes. And she's like, that means I need to go through the other door. I'm trying to, like, follow this logic, and I'm sure it makes yes. sense, but it's taken me a minute. Dude, it took me a minute, too, because this was the only time they decided to, like, breeze through a scene, and I was like, bro, you just riddled some shit, and, like, you want me to follow that. But you spent okay. three minutes on that convo. <laughs> so, like, if the guy is telling the truth, like, if he's the one that tells the truth, and the other guy says yes, then he's the one that lies, and you should go through the other door. And if that yeah. one is the one that lies... And he says that the other dude would say yes. Then the other dude would have said no. Okay, I get it. Yeah. It took me a minute, too. Um, (laughs) That's, like, a solid question, but it does make me think of a post I saw once that pointed out that, like, people always try and be really clever with that situation. mm -hmm. And it could just be a very simple question, like, what is two plus two? Yeah. And that's going to give you a really easy, definitive answer. Yeah, what color is the sky? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Fucking. I know, also, I was like, you didn't ask if this is the door that would kill you. You asked if he said you should go through this door. He could tell the truth and want you to die. That's true. That's a good point. Didn't clock it. 
<laughs> until she was like, I'm so smart. I figured it out. And then she walks through the door with all the confidence in the world and falls through a trap door. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love watching Same. someone just like stride in with complete confidence and then just fall on their face. <laughs> um, and then she's in this area. It's She's like in a hole. But there's a bunch of hands jutting out of the wall. But the hands are talking and they're like forming together to make faces and talk at her. So they're like slowing her down in her fall. And she's like, stop it. And they're like, oh, do you want us to drop you? And she's like, no, but you're hurting me. And they're like, well, okay, fuck it. Um, And then they're like, do you want to go up or down? And she's like, which way should I go? And they're like, we don't have all day. Pick. (laughs) Make a goddamn decision, please. And she's like, fine, down. And they're like, she chose down. And she's like, is that the wrong decision? They're like, fuck, too late now. What did she think was going to (laughs) happen? Um, they like still slowed her fall, so she didn't like die because this is a kids movie. But um, yeah, it was a move. Um, so she ends up in just a dark hole, and then uh, someone lights a candle or something, and then you see the dude from the beginning that was killing fairies. His name is Hoggle. He's a repeat character. <laughs> uh, he's got a big nose. Hoggle feels like a good vibe for him. He might be the most complex character of all of them. Fascinating. But um, anyway, so Hoggle shows up and the plan, according to the Goblin King in a different scene, is that she's going to end up in this um, uglet, is what it's called, hole in the ground, uh, under the labyrinth. And the Hoggle is just going to like direct her back to the beginning and then she's going to get discouraged and she's going to quit. But she has a conversation with Hoggle and she's like, oh, I hear that you like jewelry. I have this plastic bracelet. I'll give you this plastic bracelet if you get me further into the labyrinth. Like if you get me as close to the castle as you can. And he's like, fine. Whatever. Good deal. Um, And so then he takes the bracelet and he's wearing it. And then they're going through. And then the Goblin King's like, yo, hodgepodge, what are you doing? (laughs) thought we had a deal man uh, what do you mean i was just tricking her i was gonna take her back to the front <laughs> why would i let you king uh and then she's all mad and then the king looks at her and he's like so how are you finding the labyrinth and she's like it's so easy like i've got this man and he's like well if you think it's so easy i'll just like set the clock and kill a few hours also here deal with the cleaners and so they're in this tunnel thing And then he puts this thing in the tunnel that, like, basically fills the whole thing but has, like, a um, a blade on the end. Mm -hmm. And it's going through and just basically, like, cutting up the tunnel. So they need to, like, get out of the way. (laughs) But they're in just a pure tunnel and there's a gate at the end. And so then they, like, push some of the walls through because there's, like, a wall to a door. And then they get to a ladder and Hoggle's like, we have to climb up this ladder. And she's like, well, fuck, fine. (laughs) But then she's like, wait, why should I trust you? And he's like, do you have another choice? And she's like, good point. (laughs) Um, And so then they crawl up and then they end up um, crawling out of a pot in what looks like a garden type maze. So like the scenes are changing. Um, And then they're in this garden maze thing. And then there's this dude that looks, it looks like a peacock, but he's not. He's just got like a peacock head on that is like attached to his head and he looks like an old man thing but like part bird um and then she asks if he can help her and then the two of them have conversations and they're like i I don't think that they said anything useful and then she starts just walking and hoggle follows her and they have a moment where they're like we're friends um Oh, no, that was after she steals all of his other jewelry. And he's like, that's not fair. And she's like, it's right. It's not fair. You have to help me. (laughs) Um, He's like, life's not fair, bitch. He's like, I earned that honestly. And it was like, wow, this is the most ironic moment for her. But personal growth, I see. I see you. Um, Rude personal growth, but I see it. (laughs) Uh, And so then uh they're walking through and then they hear like a loud kind of growling sound uh 
as she's walking forward and he's like fuck it i don't want to be part of this situation anymore and so he dips uh and she walks through the corner and you see this like monster thing hung upside down being attacked by what look like goblins in suits of armor that have sticks that have little like naked mole rat things on the end that are biting this monster and the monster's like orange orange and furry and he's got like a big underbite and he's got um horns uh and so then she grabs some rocks and she throws them at the people in the suits of armor because like why is happening and then gets them all disoriented and then they run away and then she helps the monster down and then they're friends and his name is pluto and pluto is one of my favorite characters also he's real sweet he doesn't talk a lot (laughs) he's an angel it's like safe to say that none of your favorite characters are human isn't it yeah (laughs) i've got two more favorites also not human I mean, that's Um, fair. Yeah. And so Hoggle has vanished. Pluto and the girl are, like, wandering. And then they make their way through a door. Oh, there's this, like, whole knocker situation. So there's, like, another two-door situations. Two knockers. One knocker has the knob through his mouth. And the other one has it through his ears. And then she's, like, chatting with both of them. And then she figures out which door she wants to go through. Uh, Goes through the door. There's a whole thing with they're both talking both of the knockers just have to have conversations um and then they get through the door and then they're in this like jungle type scene and then they're kind of just trying to wander around for a minute and then pluto falls through the ground and she's calling out for pluto uh but he's gone we don't know he's dead now because he's trying to help her and she's a lost cause um and so he's not dead thank god Okay. Pluto makes it. This is like so sad. I was going to be real upset if they killed Pluto. <laughs> um, I'm not okay with that. She can die. I don't care. But like, <laughs> I don't want Pluto to die. <laughs> I just met him and he's my favorite. Um, and then all of a sudden, there are these like, what would you, they're not real life things. So it's hard to describe them. But um. They're pink and they have beaks but teeth and like fur um, and they kind of move like monkeys except they can also um, choose to just like remove parts of their body. So there's a horde of them and they're like removing parts of their body and like it kind of looks like Big Bird but like way creepier and pink. Interesting. That sounds like terrifying and also fascinating. (laughs) weird oh yeah so they all hoard around her and then like yeah they like rip their heads off and they throw them at each other and then they rip their arms off and they use them as like bats and like use their legs as golf things and they're like playing some sort of game but they're also singing a song that's horrible it's the (laughs) worst song ever written so bad i don't even know i blacked it out it was awful anyway so they're weirdness and then they try to take her head off and they're like her head doesn't come off and she's like no shit (laughs) (laughs) doesn't work like that sorry and then she rips all of their heads off and like throws them uh and then runs away and they're like that's cheating that's not part of the game you can only rip your own head off um and then they're chasing her she's like running away and then hoggle shows up and has a rope and he's like on a wall and he throws the rope down her and he's like latch on and then she crawls up and they're friends again um and then she like kisses him on the cheek but he just had an interaction oh i rewind real quick um he just had an interaction with the goblin king and so the goblin king was like are you going back to help her and he's like (laughs) no i'm going back to show her how to get to the front of the labyrinth (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) why would i do that goblin king's like good i would hate for you to like double cross me and then hoggle's like yeah i would never do that that's crazy um we once goblin king come on man (laughs) why would i do that to you you're about that um and then the goblin king's like dope well then also when you run into her give her this peach uh and he's like it's not gonna hurt her is it and the goblin king's like why would you give a fuck (laughs) uh and then he's also like oh 
if she kisses you, I'll turn you into a prince. And he's like, really? And then the guy's like, <laughs> the prince of the stinkiness, because there's this thing that we're going to find out about in a minute. Um, eternal smelliness. And so then he, we're back. He saved her. And then she kisses him on the cheek. And then they fall through a thing. And then they almost end up in this giant pit that is the bog of eternal stink. Oh, good. And it farts. It's green and it farts. And they barely save themselves. And she's like, oh, that was so scary. And he's like, it's because you tried to kiss me. And she's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, I am not following that logic here, friend. <laughs> um, and then she's like... Yeah we're friends and he's like fucking no we're not just, <laughs> what do you mean it's ridiculous um and then they fall but they end up on a ledge instead of in the bog uh and then they're on pluto and then they're hanging out with pluto again because he's alive i don't know why he ended up in the stinky area too but like he's here and we're buds um and then they might hoggle and then they all hop like oh, we're all buds here this is cool um, and then they find a path, so they just need to cross a bridge. And so they get to the bridge, but there's this, like, raccoon-ish guy. Not quite a raccoon. I'm just going with the animals that are, like, closest to the thing. And he's got one of those, uh, it's like a jousting stick, kind of. Lance. A lance. Um, <laughs> my knowledge of this sort of thing is just non-existent. Yeah, so he's got a lance, and he's like, none can pass while I'm the gatekeeper. And then they battle. They have an epic battle. <laughs> um, uh, and so Pluto is fighting the raccoon guy, whose name I just never figure out, uh, but who is one of my favorite characters. He's like some pure comic relief. Um, and they're fighting, and then I feel really bad for Pluto, but then they're like do good and then the guy is like i've never met anyone who's my match in battle we shall be brothers now and then pluto's like dope also it's stinky can we go across the thing but pluto doesn't talk like that pluto's like much less wordy he's just like stinky and he covers his nose <laughs> she's like S then the girl's like can we go and he's like i swore on my life that no one shall pass and she's like well okay let's like what exactly did you swear and he's like, I swore on my life that no one should pass without my permission. And she's like, do, do we have your permission? <laughs> <laughs> like, give us your permission then. Easy loophole, man. And then he was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and oh, so, we love a himbo. He's <laughs> great. Um, so then Hoggle had already passed. The girl was walking through on the bridge, but the bridge is, like, very unsturdy. And the raccoon dude is like, don't worry about it. It's, like, totally fine. It's been up here for years. And then it immediately breaks because he knocks it with his lance. And she jumps up just in time to grab a branch and the whole bridge collapses under her. But she's over the stinky bog. And if she falls into the bog, she's going to stink forever. Because it's the bog of eternal stink. And if you get that smell on you, it's the smell on you forever. And it's the worst smell that's ever existed. Everyone agrees don't ask questions and it farts <laughs> <laughs> this is like truly a child's punishment <laughs> it's really bad um yeah and so then we find out that pluto has this magical ability he makes this sound like Aah! and then rocks appear because rocks are his friends and they will uh, obey his command and so one just ended up right below her and then he was able to and then make a path so she could get to the other side and then he did it so that they could go across and so he went across and then we get a whistle i can't whistle so i'm not going to do it don't judge me Woo! and then <laughs> <laughs> thanks <laughs> thanks for your support um and then a dog comes and we have um ambrose another dog who's super cute also kind of a sheep dog i don't think it's merlin i think it's a different dog but many dogs were cast in this and he's cute ambrose, i love it i think is his name <laughs> um and then he goes across and then so the raccoon guy is sitting on his loyal steed <laughs> the dog um and then they're, like, walking through the stuff. And then the girl's like, oh, I'm so hungry. We should look for berries or something because they're, like, in the woods. And Hoggle is like, oh, I have something for you. And she's like, oh, you saved me. 
um, she takes the peach that he got from the Goblin King and she bites into it and she's like, this tastes weird. Um, and he's like, I'm so sorry. You're never going to forgive me. And then he dips. <laughs> and then she just like, falls to the ground. And you're like, what? And then um, the Goblin King sends out some of his crystals, but they kind of look like bubbles. I don't know what they're supposed to be. And so those go to two of them go towards her and one of them goes toward um, Pluto and the dog raccoon duo and then in the bubble you like zoom in and we see at a ball the goblin king a bunch of other people dressed in masks like a masquerade type ball but the like aggressive masks with like the big beaks and stuff not like the cute little masquerade like the creepy death eater type of masquerade (laughs) and she's going through and she's trying to find the goblin king and he's kind of wandering around the party and then there's a scene where the two of them dance and it's like weird and he's like singing to her like i love you forever and she's like um, Yikes! and then she runs and she gets to this like glass mirror looking thing and she grabs a chair and she smashes it and she falls through the chair and then she ends up landing in this like giant dump and then she kind of rolls over to the side and then she realizes she rolled onto a woman that has like a big backpack of gar- garbage on her but the it's like a woman with one everybody's got like a clay mask type face looking thing so nobody's face looks like a real face it looks like an animated typeface huh except david bowie and this girl nobody else looks like a people All everybody right. else looks like a character i just needed to clarify that um, like are they are they played by people or are they puppets i think they're played by people okay i don't some of them might be puppets because like it's a jim henson movie so that wouldn't be like like out of left field some of them are definitely puppets. I don't know how many, but some. Um, oh, yeah. And so she jumps on that woman, and then the woman's like, oh, you're looking for something? Because now she has amnesia. She, like, doesn't know what she's looking for anymore. And then the woman's like, oh, are you looking for this teddy bear? And it's, like, Sir Lancelot or whatever. And she's like, oh, my friend. Um, and then the woman's like, I have some more things for you. And then she opens a door, and the girl goes into the door, and it's her bedroom. And she's like, oh, it was all just a dream. Oh, thank God. And then she lays on her bed and she kind of goes to a mirror. And then she's like, oh, I'm going to go check and see if dad's home. And then she opens her door and it's like still the world out there. Uh, And then the woman comes in and she's like, oh, I'm going to help you like collect your things. Oh, look at all this good stuff. And so she's starting to pile stuff onto the girl. So she starts to look like someone that's also piled with a bunch of shit. Mm. She's like, this is all just stuff. And then she remembers that... um, She's looking for her brother, and so she, like, purpose here. she throws something at a mirror, and then the whole thing shatters, and then she kind of crawls out of the... She's apparently in the ground, and so then she crawls up, and then Pluto grabs her hand and, like, pulls her out of the ground like a fucking corpse zombie <laughs> digging herself out. Um, Less dirty. She didn't get covered in dirt. Unclear how that happened, but whatever. That's nice. <laughs> Good for her. So then they're like, we're almost at the castle. Uh, we're right there. And she's like, cool. And so they get to the front door. And this is a great scene with the raccoon guy. He's like knocking on the door and he's like growling. He's like, let me in. And she's like, we have to be stealthy. And he's like, I t- I'm so brave. Do you want me to not be brave? And she's like, no. Yes, I want you to be stealthy. <laughs> Stealth, man. And so then they get through the front door, but then they get locked between, like, the front door and there's, like, a second front door. You know how some places have the Mm -hmm. double entry system. And the second front door has, like, this guard on it that's got um, a goblin is in the thing. And it's kind of like the, um, what's the Shia LaBeouf movie with the cars? Oh, with cars. Uh, Transformers? Transformers. It was, like, Transformers, but, like, night style. And so there's a goblin in it and it's a giant dude (laughs) in armor. And then the dog hides behind something. And then the whole scene, the raccoon is trying to convince the dog to stop hiding. And he's calling the dog a wimp and the dog's like, fuck you, man. (laughs) Um, And then Pluto and the girl are trying to figure out how to get out of the situation. And then the knight thing grabs um, an ax and is like, throwing the axe around and then hoggle shows up and climbs up um he's like on the outside he climbs up so he's on the wall and then he jumps onto the head of the night thing pops the like helmet off 
and then throws the little dude that's like directing what's going on out of there and then he tries to make it move but he doesn't know what he's doing and then he ends up like getting its arms stuck up because he sticks the axe in the like top of the castle uh whatever and then (laughs) they're like the girl's like i forgive you hoggle and he's like really and she's like yeah we're friends (laughs) you came back and you saved us i was waiting for you to be like no i still hate you but thanks but thanks for not being an asshole this time the last (laughs) time don't think i'm gonna forget motherfucker um now she was like we're friends because it's the 80s and you forgive people for drugging you whatever um (laughs) He seems, he feels a lot of remorse for it. He was just deeply scared of the Goblin King and like, uh, it's like at sympathetic least a, at least. It's sympathetic, a morally ambiguous character, not like a fully corrupt character. Like there was a scene when he tried to throw the peach into uh, the smelly pit and the Goblin King like makes, like gets into his head and is like, I don't think you want to do that. Um, so that was the whole thing. They get into the city. There's a whole battle scene. Because uh, the Goblin King's like, shit, they're in the city. Hide the child. Um, and then he gets into the city. And then they uh, there's a whole army that's fighting them. And then there's a scene where the raccoon and the dog go and try and fight the army. And then the raccoon's like, I'm never going to feed you again. If you keep running away, we have to turn and face them. And then they do a little like lance battle. And then the raccoon wins. But then the dog runs into a house because he's like, fuck you, man. <laughs> and then the raccoon's like knocking on the door like, you coward, get out of here. Um... And then the dog's like, no, I'm not <laughs> going to open this door. Um, and then the raccoon's just like standing his ground. And he's like, yeah, you guys should all just surrender, you know, because it's, it's going to be better for you if I'll say nice things if you do. And they're like, um, and then the girl and Hoggle and Pluto are all running around and then they get into a house and they hide in the house. Um, and then Hoggle and the girl are like at the base of the house, like knocking the goblins faces in at the windows and then uh, Pluto crawls to the top, like, near the... He just, like, pops the roof off, and he's hanging out at the top, and the girl's like, call to the rocks! And then he does his, uh, sound, and then all of the rocks come, and they, like, kill a bunch of the goblins. And so then they're running through the town while rocks are chasing the goblins. They're, like, big boulders are chasing the goblins, and they're, like, knocking goblins over, and then the raccoon and the dog get back in the fray, and then they run toward the castle, but there's like boulders going all over the place. So then they have to keep hiding behind things because goblins try to kill them. But then the boulders come and like smash the goblins. And then they keep running towards the castle. And then they get into the castle. Was that all clear? <laughs> <laughs> I think so. That's a really like nifty power to have. Just it was. Control some rocks. Yeah. Really Pluto is the reason that this whole thing worked out. Um, Team Pluto. man. <laughs> Pluto's the real hero of this story. <laughs> Pluto's the only hero. Also, the only true friend. Everybody else sucked. Uh, and the raccoon was pretty cool. He was a little weird, but he's pretty cool. No stealth mode, though. <laughs> um, And then they get into the castle, and she's like, I have to do the rest alone. And they're like, well, if you need us, call for us. But if you have to do it alone, you have to do it alone, is what the raccoon says. And you're like, I mean, or if that's the way it's always been done. That's the way you have to do it, which is not true ever, but... (laughs) Like, you could have pushed back on that, like, a little bit harder, maybe? (laughs) Whatever, raccoon man. He's like a knight with his knightly lancing. Whatever. (laughs) Um, so she... (laughs) She goes further into the castle, as you do, um, when you're trying to get to the king. And then she goes to where her brother would be, but they've cleared it out, so she's trying to find stuff. And then she ends up in her room, but the room is, like, this weird room where there's stairs going all the directions so there's stairs like on the ceiling it's kind of like the harry potter staircase except there are stairs like upside down and sideways and gravity doesn't work so it kind of just looks like a weird room that's like an art exhibit um Hmm. and then david bowie sings to her a little bit he's like i did this all for you i stole the child for you (laughs) It's like the weirdest love ballad ever. Yeah. He tried to be really romantic with it. and It was very upsetting. And there were a couple scenes where he like was upside down and she was right side up. And then he like walked over a ledge and then like walked toward her. 
And then, like, got in her face, and he's like, it was all for you. And she was like. It's like the song, what is it, like the every breath you take that people seem to think is a love song. And it's like, no, this is just creepy. I'll be watching you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't like that song at all. No. Every breath you take, every move you make, bitch. (laughs) I'll be stalking you. The only good use I have seen for that song is in, like, a dog food commercial, I think. And it was, like, the dog to the food. (laughs) That's so cute. (laughs) Or, like, to the people waiting for them to drop food. Something along those lines. Every step you take, every bite you take be watching you no that's the theme song of you with uh fucking ben of Backley. course it is i don't know if it genuinely is but in my mind it is i've kidnapped children and decapitated monkeys for you it's a weird energy how old is this girl by the way 16 david bowie is a grown-ass adult Cool. It's weird. Cool. It's weird. This mullet doesn't make it better. <laughs> it never does. It's really upsetting. Anyway, so they do that, and then she, like, sees the kid on one of the stairs, but she's having a really hard time getting to it. And then she, like, tries to jump from where she's at to where he's at, but then she falls for a minute and then lands. Uh, and then the whole room is basically, like, it looks like she's in space and, like, a bunch of stuff is just, like, demolished. So she's just got, like, floating pieces of stone around her that look like parts of the room she was in before. And then David Bowie's across from her and he's like, I did this all for you. Sometimes I can be cruel, but this is because I just want you to love me and fear me and do the things. And she's, like, trying to make her speech, you know, the speech from the beginning. So she gets through part of it and then he's like, wait... I don't know why this is the voice, but it is now. Um, <laughs> wait. Stop. Think about what you're doing. And she's like, I am, motherfucker. Uh, what is my line, though? And so then she's having this whole moment where she's like, what is my line? And he's like, your line is that you want to go and let him become a goblin with me because we're going to be great goblin friends. And you're going to leave. And you're going to forget all about this. So does and- she think she's in a... Play? I'm confused. I don't know. I'm real. The backstory of this? No logic. I understand the series of events that happened, but I have no concept of like how this girl thinks she fits into this world or what this world is because it looked like it was a normal world and then all of a sudden she like appeared into the goblin land and I don't fucking know. <laughs> Everyone's just okay with that. She didn't seem alarmed by the decapitated monkey dudes that were bouncing their heads around like a basketball. She was just like, everything's normal. And she's like trying to come up with her line. And he's like, and then she comes up with her line. And the line is literally just, you have no power over me. It's six words. It's not that hard to remember. (laughs) And then we get like a sort of thing. You know, like in the old movies where Mm -hmm. it kind of like the... There's like, it, like weird effects, waves, and yeah, distorts. And then his cape is kind of floating, and then it's like, and then <laughs> I need to make the sounds because it's a podcast and they can't all see the <laughs> arm gestures I'm doing for you. <laughs> Getting back into the swing of things, guys. <laughs> and then she's back in her room, she's fucking, and the kid's there, and it's fine, huh? No, some more stuff happens. So I guess I'll give you the like full synopsis of the story. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is why we're here. <laughs> I mean, not the synopsis. Fucking, I don't know what the synopsis is, but I'll give you the last couple bullet points. Um, so she's in her room, and then her dad's like, "Are you upstairs, child?" And he, she's like, "Yeah, dad." And then like the kids home, um, and then. She, like, put some stuff in a drawer. I think that was supposed to mean something, but it didn't really to me. Uh, and then she looks in the mirror and Pluto says bye. <laughs> and 
like in a horror movie when they just appear in the mirror and so she turns around and Pluto's not there and then she looks back in the mirror and the raccoon dude's there and he's like if you ever need us just ask um and she's like it was so good to be with you uh and then she turns around again and then she turns back and it's Hodges who she did end up bonding with the most even with the whole peach situation and then yeah <laughs> He said something, and she's like, I'm going to miss you so much. I needed you so many times. And then she said some line that must be super significant, because all of a sudden, all of the creatures that she ran into in the thing are in her bedroom throwing a party. There's, like, fucking confetti, and she hugs Pluto, but they're in her bedroom at home. And then the movie cuts out. Maybe this whole movie was about a teenager who was stuck babysitting and decided to pass the time by doing a lot of drugs. I think maybe. Uh, there's also a line somewhere, you remind me of the babe. Don't know what that was about. Yeah, I can't really parse that one out. Yeah, that was a song. You remind me of the babe. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, who is this mysterious babe? Anyone's guess, truly. <laughs> uh, I would like to take this time to announce that I'm giving up all previous professions to become a famous musician. <sighs> I know that you were all expecting this, but... It's been coming for quite some time. <laughs> I play no instruments. Um, just kidding. I do play the piano. I don't do it like I... I don't need to qualify it. <laughs> I don't do it professionally. I have an actual job. Thank God. Because, wow, no one would pay me money. Um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. I'm really confused about the uh, everything about this movie. But most specifically, how it ties into the real world in the movie. Because, you know, usually when there's like a real world element of a movie and it goes into something else, there's like some sort of tie-in or the person's like confused about what's happening or you find there's out like it's a all reaction dream. to it. Yeah. It's kind of like last week's where I was like, oh wait, was this just not real? Like it was in someone's head the whole time? Like I just didn't know how the things connected at all. Yeah. Like I'm definitely very confused about all of that. And the girl sounds like kind of annoying, but also I like kind of love it. Like, it just seems very, like, whimsical and weird and fun. Yeah, I did actually, like, it was pretty weird. And I have complaints, mostly David Bowie related. Um, <laughs> but, like, it was, it was a pretty fun movie. Especially, like, I could imagine myself having watched this as a kid and being, like, into it. It's, like, a fun little adventure story. Uh, there's nothing, like, egregious about it. It's weird. But it, like, it had a really, like, Alice in Wonderland or, like, Wizard in Oz sort of vibe. There was, like, a yeah. moment when I was watching it when I was like, oh, this is just, like, the Wizard of Oz, but, like, more drugs. <laughs> <laughs> and haven't we all needed that at some point in our lives? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like it's when you're a teenager and you're like, I'm too old for the Wizard of Oz, but you still want something a little weird, so you're like, this yeah, I also, like, I don't know, it's kind of nice to get movies where teenagers act like teenagers. Like, she sucked, but so do all teenagers. Like, yeah, like, she sucked in a very realistic way. Yeah, in, like, a, oh, she's super angsty, and she doesn't realize that, of course, life's not fair. And, like, all this other stuff, like, is pretty, yeah. It's relatable. I wish, I wish that I had understood what the connection, like, is this just something that everyone's aware of, that, like... Has the Goblin King been, like, sending her love letters? Like, what's going on? Yeah. How does this connect? But uh, if you can get past that, I, like... I didn't hate it. I probably won't watch it again, but, like, I'd say it's worth a single watch. Just skip the scene with the decapitated dudes, because uh, that music was bad. And it was, like, the worst green screen part. It was, like, a lot. It's from the 80s. You have to be gentle, but, like, wow. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> Um, but for the most part, I think they did a lot of, um, what is it called? When movies do, like, prosthetics and stuff instead of trying mm. to do, like, editing posts. Like, practical effects? Yeah. They did a lot more practical effects, I think. So it didn't hit as hard. Like, it was weird and you were like, oh, yeah, this isn't, like, realistic. But it 
didn't do the thing where if someone does like too many uh, edits and post instead of doing practical effects, it just looks like weird. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so that's like a non-official recommendation, but like worth a watch. I had to pay for it. So like, I don't know that it's worth money, but like if you get the chance to watch it, <laughs> do it. Um, anyway, for an actual recommendation, I guess, cause it's my week and I forgot until we were filming. Um, I have been, I don't know if I've already recommended him, but if I did give him a plug again, cause he's great. Uh, Jarvis Johnson on YouTube, he does, he used to do like tech content because he was a software engineer and he worked in management as a software engineer but now he does kind of commentary videos he's done stuff on high school musical which is fun he apparently was very into high school musical as a youth and so he knew the songs and he got all teared up at one point which was charming that's so cute (laughs) it was really cute uh and then he also does like a lot of shit talking five minute crafts and other like big (laughs) media things on the internet he's just a real charming guy love it Uh, i like him a lot highly recommend also love a nerd i love nerd representation (laughs) on the internet oh my gosh also my favorite episodes by him he talks about the bachelor and other like dating shows and basically gives you the synopsis which is my favorite because i am into that kind of tv but i cannot do it in that quantity so I love yeah. that someone else is going to watch it and make the jokes for me and tell me what happened. So highly recommend. He's cool. Anyway, thanks for sticking it out, our dear friends, for another one. Uh, we hope it's been less horrifying for you than it was for us. Consider following us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Podcast. We also love to get recommendations for other strange things you may want us to go over, so feel free to DM your recommendations or email us at shroomlandpodcast at gmail.com. And if you like the podcast, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps other people who might be into this weird stuff find our podcast. And remember, don't do drugs. Watch movies directed by people that were definitely on drugs. Or for your own sanity, maybe not. Did it did it did it. Shroomland. Bow, 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 bow.